0: Good morning, tri Saints and wherever you may be listening on the News Talk 1070 KHMO app. This is On the Mark. I am Mark Hespin, and if you're following along on our Facebook Live, hey, peep the new logo behind us. We got that KHMO 1070 AM logo uh, in our new KHMO studios. Looks fancy, looks sharp. Not a blank wall behind me anymore. Looking good. Uh, thank you so much for making us a part of your Saturday, March twelfth, as we broadcast live here on KGMO AM. And uh, what a, what a show we got for you today! Big big show. I want to start the show first off. Shout out Liberty Eagles. Good luck today, guys. Uh, get a win, just like the uh, Lady Raiders did last weekend in uh, State 1A men's uh, high school basketball here in Illinois. Uh, certainly going to be pulling for the Liberty Eagles. Got to try and get that on the TV as soon as we get off the air. Uh, we got so much to get to. I was, I was just saying to the Facebook Live audience here before we get started, uh, this is the type of week where is an avalanche of news in the sports world, an avalanche of news, and it's all really, really exciting stuff, great topics, and it's a lot of things that are going to be talked about for weeks to come. I mean, Russell Wilson's fit, Deshaun Watson, uh, clearing criminal charges, doesn't prove innocence or guilt, just that uh, there's no going to be uh, criminal lawsuits against him. Uh, There's still going to be civil lawsuits and all the stuff that he's got to go through. Uh, Aaron Rodgers news, Carson Wentz news. The Bears are resetting so much to get to. And it's all brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the Tri-State area, 221 North 36th Street. in Quincy Faith family giving back. That's Cunis Honda Hyundai. Tell them Mark Sencha. Ask him about that complimentary lifetime powertrain warranty on new and used vehicles. Let's not waste any more time. We got so much to get to. We got so much to do. Let's jump into it. Has been headline number one. Hespen's headlines on the mark has been headline number one on this episode 126 of on the mark here on March 12th is all about the NFL and the mega moves that were made in the NFL this week we have to start with the biggest move of them all whenever a future Hall of Fame type quarterback is traded in the prime of his career uh, that, of course, is the news, and we start with Russell Wilson being traded to the Denver Broncos uh, for Drew Locke, Noah Fan, Shelby Harris, two first-rounders, and a couple other picks. Listen, Denver wins the trade. Whoever gets the star player, I, I firmly believe in a lot of those ways, whoever gets the star player, especially star player in their prime, in, a, in the NFL a quarterback... Uh, you win the trade. Denver's going to win this trade. Denver has a roster that is ready to compete. I don't like the win-now type of, oh, the win-now roster. Yeah, I mean, every roster I think is capable of winning games now. I, I mean, even the Jaguars and the Lions are winning games. I, I think ready to compete. They are a, a roster that is uh, from, you know, 1-54 you felt like was built to To compete in the playoffs, so they were, you know, were close with Teddy Bridgewater, and you know, they were, uh, you know, Drew Locke had flashes, and now they bring in Russell Wilson to kind of be the figurehead of their franchise going forward for the next couple of years as, as Russell Wilson is in his prime, and to be able to stand up to Patrick Mahomes, to be able to stand up to Justin Herbert in the division, to stand up to Derek Carr in the division, and say, hey. We're here uh, to compete. And I think it's a fantastic move for Den- Denver. Uh, they get their new coach. They get their new quarterback. They have a a, a plethora of young talent. I think losing Noah Fant, uh hurts a little bit, but it is a deep tight end draft class. And Denver will be able to uh, make some moves. Uh, they have some picks still. Obviously, they get a fourth rounder back from Seattle as well. Uh, and and there's uh, tight ends available in free agency as free agency is kind of officially underway in the NFL. What is fascinating to, mo- to me most about this move though, is what it does to the AFC West. The AFC West now uh, is an absolute gauntlet. It is an absolute gauntlet. And when you look at the AFC West from top to bottom, the chiefs still have to be the favorites because they have Patrick Mahomes, still the best quarterback in that division, still the best coach in that division. But, This makes the Chargers' job so much harder. You know, we have put all this pressure on Brandon Staley, the rookie head coach last year, Justin Herbert, the second-year quarterback, the rise of the Chargers. And now Russell Wilson gets dropped into that division and like a magnet, will start attracting talent. Will start attracting players, and will bring Denver, an overall historically fairly well-run division uh, 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 franchise, that just struggles in between quarterbacks. Um, but they have an identity. They have a good defense. They have pieces to build around on defense. They have pieces to build around on offense. And Russell Wilson, we saw in Seattle his whole career, makes players better. So Denver wins the trade. Denver does. But Seattle's not a loser by by any means of the word loser. Seattle just has to be really careful. When you are trading the franchise player, especially at the quarterback position, in a league that we see now in the AFC, so quarterback rich, the NFC is, is now desperate for quarterback talent in so many teams and so many divisions, Seattle just immediately goes into that pile with the rest of them. He goes into the pile with uh, the uncertainty that the Giants have, the uncertainty that uh, we'll talk about Washington, the football team has, the Tampa Bay Bucs, the Carolina Panthers, New Orleans Saints, so many teams with uncertainty at the quarterback position. Uh, you just add Seattle to that list. I'll say this about Seattle, though. Um, they're not losers, in my opinion, until we figure out what they do at the quarterback position. What moves does Seattle make from here on out? They can still uh, win the straight and feel like it was the right move for them historically for their franchise if they're very careful and they make really good decisions within the next, you know, Twenty, you know, 12 to 24 months of the quarterback position. I'll give them a year or two to figure it out. But if we're going into the 2024 NFL season and Seattle still doesn't know the quarterback position, well, then they have completely botched this trade. Because you knew you had Russell Wilson for 2022, 2023, 2024, 2025 as your starting quarterback. And if you build around him correctly, you can compete. So... Seattle has time. I'll give them that 12-month window. I'll give them them, into next year, this year and next year. But if by 2024 they don't have a solid plan at quarterback, then of course Seattle has lost this trade uh, in a disastrous fashion. Uh, So we'll see. The, The pressure is on Seattle to make the right moves right now. And for Denver, the pressure is on to win now. And it's hard to win now in a division that has Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, Andy Reed, uh Derek Carr, and now uh, you you forget that um uh you you add in all the other talent, you know Max Crosby gets resigned for the Raiders, uh Khalil Mack gets traded to the Chargers, that's a great move for the Chargers. They see the Russell Wilson move, they respond by going we have our quarterback, we got we signed Mike Williams, let's add in that uh, next elite pass rusher to take some pressure off of Joey Bosa. I mean, it's a fantastic move by the Chargers. And now I think if you look around the division, the Raiders upgraded coach Josh McDaniels. They have got to upgrade, find another uh, a piece on defense. I think the Raiders also need to find Derek Carr another weapon, uh, offensive weapon. And then if you're the Chiefs, you've got to say, all right, we sure up, we, we franchise tag Orlando Brown Jr., our left tackle. That's a great move. But now I think the pressure in this division is on the Raiders to add an offensive piece and the Chiefs to add one to two defensive pieces. You need a, 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 a star linebacker or another star defensive lineman slash pass rusher uh, that you can feel confident going into those games can get at Russell Wilson, can get at Justin Herbert, because we know the Denver's D-line can get at uh, Patrick Holmes, and we certainly know the Chargers' D-line can get at all the quarterbacks in the AFC West went healthy. The AFC West is fascinating. It is going to be, to me, honestly, the hardest division to predict. Right now, I mean, you have you had two teams that made the playoffs from last year. The team that just missed the playoffs uh, was the team that we all thought should make the playoffs as a rising team and showed a lot of promise except for a couple stumbles late at the end of the year. And then you add in the team that was fourth place in that division – Makes the biggest move and adds the a prize free agent, you know, quarterback trade, uh, one of the biggest moves uh in quarterback trades in NFL history. So uh the AFC West is fascinating and it's going to be a storyline throughout the remainder of uh the offseason and, and how those teams build around their quarterbacks and their stars and and the moves they make to compete in the AFC West. Uh, only one team can win that division. Uh the other three teams are all gonna be looking for those three wildcard spots, it's going to be an absolute bloodbath out there. All right. Um, also part of the big moves of Hespin headline number one, uh, I would say, is Aaron Rodgers. He had the the headlines... And then Russell Wilson trade stole them all. Aaron Rodgers staying in Green Bay is the headline. The money will work itself out. I believe Ian Rappaport. I know Aaron Rodgers said it's false. It's a $200 million deal. It's going to be very close to that. It's going to be four years. It's going to be close to $150 million guarantee. I believe Ian Rappaport and those trusted sources, uh, when they tweet out those numbers, that that's, that's something close. Aaron Rodgers staying in Green Bay, I think, um, All had to do with the landscape of the AFC. I don't think Aaron Rodgers felt comfortable going to the AFC West. As you see now with uh, with Denver that Russell Wilson did, we just spent 15 minutes talking about why he wouldn't necessarily be comfortable going to the AFC West. I think Aaron Rodgers didn't really feel comfortable um, trying to make that move to Tennessee uh, and force Ryan Tannehill out. I don't think Aaron Rodgers felt very comfortable um, moving within the NFC because... I think the Packers probably sent a pretty clear message to him. We're just not gonna do it. And if we do it, we're gonna we're gonna require so much of that team. You're gonna be going to a, a really empty kitchen. You're gonna be you're gonna be a great chef to chef in a very empty kitchen by the time we fleece that team of everything that we need to get you. And I think that the Packers were willing to step up the money. And I think the money and the time commitment is also Aaron Rodgers getting one over on the Packers. The Packers saying, We screwed up with Jordan Love, we screwed up. We screwed up. We'll admit it. We made a mistake. But, it, you know, in our, in their defense, they didn't know Aaron Rodgers was wishy-washy. And he didn't really know his commitment. But Aaron Rodgers has shown the recommitment to them. He has a good relationship with the head coach. And here they go. The Packers are now officially underway with Aaron Rodgers for the next four years of his career. I don't know if it's the last four years of his career. I think it certainly could be. Aaron Aaron doesn't um, – he's talked about playing well into his 40s. Uh, but a lot of it, I think, depends on injuries. It depends on how much Aaron Rodgers wins over that time period and what kind of situations are available. It's impossible to predict what available situations there will be in the NFL for Aaron Rodgers four years down the line. Uh, as a Bears fan, it hurts. It sucks. I wanted Aaron Rodgers out of the division so badly But it makes sense if you're Aaron Rodgers. You have Devontae Adams now on a franchise tag. You uh, eat up a lot of guaranteed money so it doesn't really hurt the cap. Uh, You can maneuver some other things and put some money down the line. I think Aaron is comfortable doing all of that. He's made all the money in the world so far playing quarterback for Green Bay. And uh, to be honest, if you look at the NFC this morning, Green Bay and Los Angeles, the Rams, they're the one and two seed, flip them, flop them. Who, who is competing right now in the NFC with Green Bay and the Rams? Dallas? I don't trust Dallas in the playoffs. Now they're talking about trading Lael Collins, their star guard. San Francisco with Jimmy G or Trey Lance? What are they doing at the quarterback position? They, they'd be up there. But we've seen, we don't necessarily trust Jimmy G in the biggest of games. San Francisco's had some injury history, not just at the quarterback, but overall in the roster. Arizona? Do we trust Kyler Murray in that relationship rebuilding? I don't trust Washington. I don't trust Philly. I don't trust anyone in the NFC South. I don't trust anyone in the NFC North to honestly compete with Green Bay this next year. So, I mean, I think the landscape was pretty clear for Aaron Rodgers. If you want to try to win, and if you want to win over the next four years – and keep having a chance to be in NFC Championship games. Staying in Green Bay was the was the way to do it. And you know what? To stay in Green Bay, I, I get why Aaron Rodgers says, you got to pay me all the money in the world. It's up to Aaron Rodgers now if he doesn't want the harsh criticism like he's been getting after these home playoff losses. It's up to him now to know that the money is going to be really tight. He's going to have to try and convince some players to come play with him. And it's up to him to... Spread the ball around, not just throw to Devontae Adams and Aaron Jones in an NFC Championship game. Make other players better. He hasn't done it yet in his career consistently, especially at the biggest games, the biggest moments. But that's now the, the task that Aaron Rodgers has ahead. Finally, before we go to our last break, uh, our first break, you're listening On The Mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app brought to you by Kunis Honda Hyundai. Uh, obviously, I'll talk about the Bears here coming up after the break. Uh, But the other big move in the NFL, Carson Wentz gets traded from the Colts to uh, the Commanders, almost said the football team, uh, for a couple third-round picks. This is a move that I think is something that the fan base should rightfully be frustrated about. Um, But again, I'm not going to judge it too harshly until I see what else happens. What else happens with Carson Wentz? And this move, and the and the Commanders as a whole, do they go all in? Will they go get themselves another star receiver to go with Scary Terry to give him some real weapons, or will they use Carson Wentz as a bridge and say, "Listen, we feel like our roster is you know is capable of competing, especially in the week NFC. We feel like one of those wild card spots could be ours." Carson Wentz is better than a lot of things going in the NFC right now. But I think the, the final story to tell with the football team and their direction will be what else do they do with the quarterback market? Do they get uh, an opportunity to take a quarterback in the first or second round? If they don't and they use those picks to go all in on Carson Wentz, I don't know if it's the right move in the world to make because the Colts tried to go all in on Carson Wentz, and the Colts felt like, the right place to go all in on Carson Wentz, right? Get him out of the NFC, get him with Frank Reich, the offensive coach, a really good defense, a strong run game, and a clever offensive mind. If the Colts couldn't make it going all in with Carson Wentz, what makes me believe that the quarterback, um, the nightmare that is the Washington football team, the only NFL team that historically over the last 20 years has as bad a quarterback plays, the football team is the Browns and the Bears. That's it. So what makes me believe that the, the football team is going to figure it out with a kind of going all in with Carson Wentz if Indy didn't? So I get why football – With I keep calling football team – why Commanders fans would be frustrated about that this morning. And I think it's really up to the leadership of the Commanders to prove to us, the fans – and the, the media, the commanders, it's up to them to prove to us the plan and why it's gonna work. You know what I mean? It's not up for us to just believe them and put blind faith going to make. I, I understand the distrust as a commanders fan this morning and seeing that. And and um it can all be settled if they get aggressive and they go after a quarterback in the draft. And they say listen we we didn't love any of these quarterbacks to start the year we trust Carson Wentz to to uh to you know manage this roster for this for this calendar year uh and and then we uh we move on with our rookie after that. Uh we'll see though if they don't and they go all in, all in on Carson Wentz putting a lot of pressure on Ron Rivera uh, and that defense and scary Terry to be uh, to be the ones to make Carson Wentz work when he hasn't worked for the last three years. You're listening on the Mark News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. When we come back, we will dive in all in on the Bears. Hesman headline two, the Bears are going into a reset mode. Uh, my full thoughts on what the Chicago Bears and Ryan, P- uh, Ryan Poles... I'm all over the map here with my wording this morning. It's On the Market News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app.
1: Working, living pain-free. These are a few of the things many of us take for granted. Yet for many United States military veterans, finding and affording oral health care is a challenge. Dental Lifeline Network is looking for dentists who can change this. Will you volunteer to help people like Richard, a U.S. Naval veteran who suffered severe PTSD after his service? He was left homeless for a period of time, and his oral and overall health are suffering. Because of congressional limitations, the VA can't provide the dental help he needs. Through our Will You See One Vet program, we focus on helping U.S. military veterans like Richard. Now we are seeking more general dentists and specialists to donate treatment to at least one veteran with special needs. When you volunteer with DLN's program to see one vet, we handle the details so you can focus on the care. If you are a dentist or know a dentist, please share this message and help us make a difference in the life of a veteran in need. Visit willyouseeonevet.org to learn more. That's willyouseeonevet.org.
0: Hometown News Talk 1070 KHMO. Welcome on back down the mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO. And the KHMO brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area. Uh, you got to stop into Cunis Honda and Hyundai before you do your taxes because they'll do your taxes for you. And then they will get you what you're going to get your refund amount, uh, a refund amount onto a card and you can walk out with a, a new vehicle that day. Use that as a down payment. It's crazy what they're doing. It's incredible. Uh, and it's all because... Of you, the consumer, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy, Faith Family giving back. That's Kunis Honda Hyundai. Tell them Mark sent you. All right, let us change our focus to the Chicago Bears. My Chicago Bears has been headline number two. Hespens headlines on the mark. Okay, so the Chicago Bears are going into reset mode, and it started with the Khalil Mack trade. That was the official move that, hey, here we go. Bears official reset, Ryan Pole's new direction for the franchise. Um, I got some pushback, some you know, blowback on Twitter on the On the Mark HMO Facebook page because I came out strongly anti the Cleo Mac trade, uh, and I'm still anti the Cleo Mac trade. And I will lay out my case here. I'll put it out there for you and let you digest it, and we can agree to disagree, or maybe you can see at least where I'm coming from. Khalil Mac is the type of player when you make a trade for Cleo Mac, even if it's a previous regime. That is a franchise movement trade. That is a hey, we couldn't get this guy in the draft. He'd only spent a couple years in Oakland at the time. Oakland, and now he is going to be a, a, a cornerstone of our franchise until the day he retires. That's what that to me is when you make a Khalil Mack move. That's what you as a, as a ownership and as future. Uh, general managers say, "Listen, I have to. I have to find a way to make other moves, but you keep a Khalil Mack and you keep him as a, a cornerstone of your franchise to build around. No matter what the scheme changes, no matter what the regime changes, he's a guy that should have retired a Chicago Bear and gone into the Hall of Fame as a Chicago Bear. I understand the injuries were mounting up, the production was declining." Uh, but then you find a way to work the money with him. You find a way, you find a way to reestablish money. You work with Khalil Mack. Now, if Khal- if it comes out that Khalil Mack was saying to Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus, listen, guys, I want to be in a three-four. I want to compete. I'm not taking pay cuts. I, you know what I mean. I'm not restructuring contracts. You know what I mean. I don't want to re-sign a deal here after my deal is up. I want to be out of Chicago. Then that's a whole other story. But I haven't heard that story yet. So all I know right now is Ryan Poles and the talk of cap space and the cap of uh, you know we, we getting some draft picks and collateral back. You're not going to get a Khalil Mack in the with a second and a fifth round pick. You're just not, unless you know, prove it to me. You're the greatest GM. And finding you know talent in the world. Um if you were going to make a move to just clear cap space, I'm not a capologist but I would argue Robert Quinn was worth more. He's had a better season, he's healthier and he has a higher, you know, and also very high cap head. Um the Chargers I agree with uh, the comment from my little brother on the Facebook live. They did get a steal. I think they got a steal. They uh they improved their roster dramatically. For the next two years, and 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 now, if you're a Chargers fan, you could say, oh "My God, we got Bosa, we got we got Mac. We're going to go after you know, we're going to go after Mahomes, we're going to go after Russell Wilson." So as a as a Bears fan, though, going back for the Bears side of it, that's how I feel. Now, my feelings don't mean anything because the the, the trade happened, and so now, what are the ramifications of it? Well, the following ramifications are clearly the Bears went into. Whether it was driven by Mac or driven by Poles, we're resetting this. We're trying to clear cap space. The Bears have cleared almost $30 million in cap space going into the year, uh, you know, the new league year for 2022, 2023. They, they recoup some draft picks, so they actually have some draft collateral. Now, all of this is going to lead to what's the next move? There's a couple things that worry me about this. The Bears have a lot of holes to fill. have a lot of holes to fill. Draft picks are really good at helping you fill those holes on your roster. Uh cap space is good at helping you fill those holes on your roster. So what what are the moves that the Bears make? I think you have to say to yourself um as a as a fan the thing that I'm scared of is you you get one high price free agent and then you package a couple picks and you move up in the draft and you get one, you know, you move into the first round and all of a sudden we're going into training camp with one high-priced free agent and a first-rounder, and we moved all this, and then a bunch of, you know, sixths, and then you're know, trying to fill in the roster like that. That's a nightmare scenario for the Bears because you just blew up the Khalil Mack and, and getting rid of Goldman and Trevathan and, and Tariq Cohn to save all this money. You've got to spread that around. The Bears need to... They need to fill all those those spots. You don't need a running back, but you need a middle linebacker. You need two offensive linemen. You need now another edge rusher. You need a wide receiver. Those are five key positions that you need starters for. You need quality starters at those positions. Two offensive linemen, a linebacker, a middle linebacker, uh, a wide receiver, a, a, a number one wide receiver, and an elite pass rusher. So you got five big needs. So you got you got some you got a good amount of dra- uh, of cap space. Go I've I'm all in on going after Allen Robinson. Try to get him back. Can you use the cap space to get yourself the wide receiver and the middle linebacker Bobby Wagner, Allen Robinson, okay? Happy about that. And then the draft capital has to be offensive line and maybe an edge rusher or shell out for an arm set. someone like that. So it's going to be fascinating. Again, the Bears, I'm not going to say they lost the Khalil Mack trade. But again, just as the Seattle Seahawks did, when you're the team that trades the star player, every move now has to be so careful. And I have to see the calculations of the move. When you're making these moves in free agency and you're making these moves to reshape your roster, it is playing chess. I see that my GM made an aggressive move. An aggressive move in a chest. You know, you watch the Queen's Gambit. Boom. Aggressive move. Putting the rook out there. You know, just sacrificing the rook. And now you leave a couple of pieces open. But I have to now trust my GM has thought those six, seven, eight moves ahead to think, okay, this is going to set up the way I need to reshape this roster. And I hope, I, I you know, as a fan, I hope it happens that way. But you are left in this limbo. Personally, I will have, I will always stand by the fact that when you make the franchise-altering trade for a Cleo Mack, you as a franchise, I don't... And this is where George, the McCaskies, you as a franchise make this move, not just a regime. And you say, listen, I don't care. We're going to commit to Cleo Mack. So if it comes out that Cleo Mack is the one who forced the trade... Then you do what you do. You get what you can from. I still think you should have got more—a second, a fifth, and a player in return. You need a player. You couldn't take one of the, the 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 corners for the Chargers. You tell me the Chargers couldn't give you a developmental, nice linebacker. You tell me the Chargers couldn't spare with a, a wide receiver that's you know maybe got some upside to throw to the roster. Got a lot of holes in this roster. So I, I think overall it was a it's an interesting move by Ryan Poles. This is his first big move? This roster reset begins, but the Bears have a lot of holes. To me, at least two offensive linemen, a, a number one wide receiver, uh, and a, a, a big time pass rusher, and a, and a middle linebacker. Those are five key positions. I'm not even talking about the fact you really need another corner. You really need help at safety. You know you need more than just one wide receiver honestly and uh, and maybe look at the tight end position as well I, so i mean the bears have a have a good amount of holes and they have some they have 30 million in cap space they have some draft picks now to me the nightmare scenario is one big free agent and they trade up in the draft in the first round now and get like one first round star I mean, even if it's a Chris Olave i'd be excited but now as the general manager's polls, you have a lot of work to do to fill all those other holes that you would leave. So it's going to be fascinating to watch the Bears spin. I will say this about the Tariq Cohen thing. I'm not surprised at all, and I love that polls made that decision. That was a bad move by Pace and Nagy uh, to sign Tariq the way they did. And I get it. You sign him, and then he gets injured. But they should have just never signed him to the contract they did in the first place. Um, Tariq Cohen was never worth that money, and, um, and again – uh, it Tariq Cohen felt like the opposite of the Bears Greg Olson move. When when Mike March shows up in town, ah, trade Greg Olson. We don't use the tight ends. No, no, no. You have a really good player. Find a way to use him. And this the Tariq Cohen felt, thing. I felt like the other reason. Well, we have this system, and here's a player that really kind of fits in our system. So we're going to overpay him to just keep him in our system. Oh, it you know it didn't work out, and and to be honest, the Cleo Mack move. I hope it, it it's not a reoccurrence of the Greg Olson move. I hope it is not a second coming of that. Oh well, Cleo doesn't really fit with the four three, so you know he's better off in the three in the three four. Let's let's get something for him, because again, where is the organizational leadership? Where is the franchise leadership saying no no no? Cleo Mack's a cornerstone of our franchise. We'd like to retire his number one day, and he'd like to go into Hall of Fame as a Chicago Bear. So make it work. Where is that? Bad franchises, the Jags, they draft good players, they trade them. They let him go. Bad franchises, the Jets, the football, the commanders, that's what happened. You maybe bring a free agent in and then, and then he's gone after that one contract. The Bears should be better than that, in my opinion. They should have the historical relevance to do that. Uh, You'll listen on the Mark News Talk 1070 KMO and the KMO app. Uh, when we come back... Uh, we are going to talk baseball. Baseball, Ray. It's back. I think there's some fascinating things to look at. And I love, love the 12-team playoff. I'll explain why. You're listening on the Mark News Talk 1070 KHMO. The KHMO app brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai. Number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the Tri-State area. 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Faith, family, giving back. Take us anywhere. Hometown News Talk 1070 KHMO. And the free KHMO
2: mobile app
3: for your smartphone.
2: You're who you always were. She was
1: screaming and crying. I've never seen her like that in my life.
2: You're who you've always been.
1: So we ended up calling the doctor and he said, this isn't just an ear infection.
2: You always had it in you.
1: This is our daughter. We didn't know how to help her. To
2: fight monsters and win. Every day, thousands of kids like Gwen enter a Children's Miracle Network hospital. And for many of them, they're fighting for their lives. Children's hospitals are underfunded, which is why these hospitals rely on community support. 100% of contributions made at helpkidstoday.org. Go to your local member children's hospital so they can spend it on their most urgent needs.
1: It's life-changing for a kid like Gwen.
2: We can't change their diagnosis, but together we're changing their future. For ways to help, visit us at helpkidstoday.org helpkidstoday.org Every two minutes, a woman in the U.S. is diagnosed with breast cancer. And in that split-second moment in time, her life changes forever. The toll of breast cancer is great. The need to support those who are battling the disease today is even greater. And that's why when others look away, Susan G. Komen leans in. We're fighting alongside patients because we know one moment can change a lifetime. Fighting Breast Cancer takes funding for research to discover the next new treatment, providing access to quality and affordable health care, and people willing to take action by raising funds and raising their voice to advocate for others. United by hope, we can end breast cancer. Join our fight. Save lives.
1: Are you putting your retirement forecast from the News Talk 1070 KHMO Weather Center? High of 31 today. Under clear skies, winds out of the west, 8 to 15 miles per hour. Lows dip down to about 23 tonight. Mainly clear skies and quiet. Lots of sunshine outside tomorrow. Highs level off around 57. Right now, 16.
0: Welcome on back to On the Mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app brought to you by Kunis Honda Hyundai. Your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the Tri-State area, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Faith, family, giving back. That's Kunis Honda Hyundai. You got to ask them about that complimentary lifetime powertrain warranty on new and used vehicles. Uh, no one does it better than Kunis Honda Hyundai. Tell them Mark sent you. 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Shop online. It's cold out today. Shop online, Kunis, Quincy. Com. All right, uh, we move on, in, uh, and we switch gears from the NFL to the MLB. Baseball is officially back. We do have a new uh, collective bargaining agreement. Uh, and you know what? I've been as critical as anyone on baseball. You know all the rants if you listen to this show that I've gone on about baseball. I think baseball is run poorly. I think the owners get in their own way. I think that as a sport, there is a reason. It is uh, diminishing. As far as uh, importance in the sports calendar, they don't take advantage of their own calendar. They get into petty things. Uh, they don't do social media well. And um, um, overall, there's a lot of problems. You know that. But I do think what they've come up with overall in this CBA, from what I can tell as far as the rule changes, I'm not going to get into the foreign drafts. Uh and, uh and the amount of money and the in ex- the exemptions and all that clause, I'm not going to get into all that. But what I will get into is the legitimate rule changes and the things that they are doing. Uh, so let's start with 2022 because 2023 is when pitch clock, larger bases come in. You know, I, I, I think the pitch clock is fine. I, I'm not one of those people who argues that baseball is too long. I argue that there's just not enough happening. So many breaks. There's not enough just constant action. The NFL, the NBA, soccer, hockey—they give you constant action, things to to go off of. And even when there's breaks in the NFL in between plays, it's strategic. It is there's there's things you can talk about, discuss. The, the replays you can go to. In baseball, it's like, well, we just changing pitchers again, so we got to warm up. And uh I'm going to ta- tell a story about how this guy uh in 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 you know he, uh in high school he actually swam finished third in state meet we'll be back you know baseball it's not enough action the break- breaks you need action. There's too many games. I, I I've said there's too many games in baseball for t- so many years. Saying there's too many games in baseball is like saying there needs to be term limits. Baseball will probably agree with you. Yeah, there's too many games. Politicians will all say on right and left side of the aisle, Oh, we need term limits. If we had term limits, we, so many things would be better. They're just never gonna do it. They're never gonna do it. It's the two major th- the major thing that's wrong with politics in our country is there's no term limits. The major thing that's wrong with baseball is too many games. They're never going to change it. It's never going to happen. Um, but it is, and again, it's one of the problems w- why, you know, there's issues politically. You know, we, we're, we're mired in, in this circle of, you know, uh, electing the same people over and over again. You know, I don't want to get into all that, but, you know, you same thing with baseball. There's a reason why it's slowly just eating itself alive, falling down the chart of what's important in the American sports calendar. Uh, overall, though, I'm very excited about baseball being back. Summer is better. Summer is the best. And summer is better when there's baseball. So that's a good thing. But I do like what they are doing in 2022 and in continuing on here through uh, this current CBA. The DH in the NL, I think it's about time. I think we all agree, again, that adds action. You don't have to watch pitchers bet. It adds runs. It adds scoring. It adds uh, moves for the managers to make. It allows pitchers to keep being more specialized and become better pitchers. Uh, it allows your team to add more power hitters. It allows this whole storyline of the Cardinals trying to get Albert Pujols, which is great for baseball, those storylines and things like that. It's all fantastic. Um, but I will say the best thing to me about the new CBA for baseball is the new playoffs, the 12-team playoff and the buys. So baseball's expanding to a 12-team playoff. Um. I'm comfortable with that because, as we saw with the Braves this past year, um, having that little extra incentive for maybe those extra two or three clubs, you know, the Braves and the Cubs were like the same team going into the trade deadline of the this past MLB season. The Cubs decided to sell. The Braves decided to buy. Braves went on a run, and then they win the, the whole thing. Having that one extra playoff spot, is going to allow teams to say, should we go for it? Should we go for it? And you see in baseball, what happens all the time is those teams that get hot and they go for it, they can wreak havoc on the playoffs and change careers, change trajectories of franchises. So I love that for baseball. I also love that we've gotten rid of the stupid one card wild card game. That is ridiculous. The only thing worse than having 182 games in a season is having one wild card game. So I love the current format. And it, it also incentivizes the teams that are winning to win more. To get that one seed, to get that two seed, to get the first round by. You don't have to worry about wasting Clayton Kershaw as a one seed in a three-game playoff against a hot team that just won a one-game wild card. no, no, no. Rest, we will see you in the five-game series. We're in a five-game series. Excuse me. Even hot teams struggle to beat just teams that are better. They're just better. So I love it. I, lo- I love the changes. I love it. Incentivizes the one and the two seed being really important. I love that you add in the wild card round. That third division winner with the worst record is most likely going to be playing against a divisional opponent. In that um, in that matchup, uh, I think it's fascinating. I, I think it it offers a lot more chances to have Cubs cards play in the playoffs. It has it has a lot more chances to have Yankees Red Sox play in the playoffs. Those are ratings. Those are good things. Those are smart moves in the MLB. Prioritize the one seeds and the two seeds, and then get rid of the stupid one game wild card. You get three games. You make it to the playoffs in that wild card round. Can magic happen in September and October? It's fascinating to watch. Uh, so I, I, I'm glad baseball's back. I'm glad they're going to have 162-game season. I'm glad that they're going to do the pitch clock and the larger bases next year, not right away. I'm glad there's no man on base and extra innings, and I'm really glad uh, that the DH is in the NL and that we have a legitimate playoffs. The one seeds and two seeds get bys, let these wild card teams eat each other alive, and then go play the big boys in a real five-game series. Uh, I think it's going to be fascinating and fun to watch. And three-game series are just as electric in many ways as a one-game wild card. It's, it's it's urgency, it's needed, and um, you, you don't have to worry about wasting Clayton Kershaw on a one-game wild card and not getting him for the next series. You'll listen on The Mark News Talk 1070, KJMO and the KJMO app. When we come back, I got three quick hitter stories to cram in in about five minutes. That's the drill always at the end of the show. We're live and local in America's hometown. News Talk 1070,
3: KHMO and Cage KHMO app. From those years are hard to forget. It was all white bread and whole milk, hamburger casseroles and quiche Lorraine's, all with a side of cigarettes. We ate salads as desserts. We knew a party was classy if it had a cheese log. And we never missed an after-dinner smoke. It didn't matter if we were in our dining rooms, a burger joint, or the ritziest of restaurants. There'd be an ashtray on every table. And that very particular flavor in every meal. We smoked for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. It's amazing that our food could taste like anything else. If that was you, then... Get your lungs screened now. Surviving lung cancer starts with a scan. Learn more at ScreenYourLungs.org. This PSA was made possible by industry funding and guidance from lung cancer patient groups.
2: Education looks different for everyone. Victor Fulgencio, a United States Marine Corps veteran, turned to the GI Bill to pay for his training as journeyman pipe fitter through the Pipe Fitter's Local 597 in Mokina.
3: We go through the welding program where we have deadlines for certain welds that we have to get done, and they're all very challenging.
2: For more information about GI Bill benefits, visit the Illinois Department of Veterans Affairs website at www the number 2.illinois.gov slash veterans.
0: KHMO and the KHMO mobile app. Welcome on back to On the Mark here on News Talk 1070 KMO and the KHMO app brought to you by Kunis Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area. Shop online, KunisHonda.com, KunisHyundai.com, or just KunisQuincy.com. Over 3,000 new and used vehicles to choose from, from their extensive network of dealerships. Uh, they can get the car that you want, the vehicle you want, the truck you want, to the dealership here in Quincy in a day. Be the test drive, bada-bing, bada-boom. That's how I got my truck. Never, never shopping anywhere else. KunisHonda, KunisHyundai.com, KunisQuincy.com, uh, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. All right. Uh, to wrap up the show, I want to start by saying congrats to Greg Popovich, the all-time winningest head coach in NBA history. Pop, to me, it is uh to me, he's the second best coach of all time because I didn't watch Red Arbach coach. Now I get it. Red Arbach historically will be two in a lot of ways behind Phil Jackson being number one. Um, I'll put him, I'll put Greg Popovich third in respect to the people who saw Red, who know that Red's records stand and what he, what he was able to accomplish, which is just incredible. But it was a time the basketball was so different. You realize those Celtics teams that won all those in a row with Bill Russell, uh, the playoffs was like, you get a buy for the one seed and you play like one series and then you're in the NBA finals. I mean, it's just different. It's just different but i uh, to me greg popovich is my eye's second best coach i've ever seen uh the longevity the sustainability um it was uh, he's incredible and and i and i i think coach pop uh just historically understanding importance of moments uh social issues i think he gets it he's an older coach that can still relate to young uh, african american players uh, i think uh as i think Pop is is one of the all-time, all-time greats. He should be no lower than three on anyone's list, that's for sure, and deserve a record like this. Uh, number uh, Also, I do want to mention quickly Calvin Ridley. Let me just say this. I am, I am content with the one-year suspension. The NFL has to send a clear message, and I hate you see on Twitter, it's easy to go, wow, NFL suspends Ray Rice for two games for beating a woman but Calvin Ridley gambles gets a year, it's different. It's a different NFL. Ray Rice should have, should have been suspended indefinitely never to play again if he did what he did. We, you, you, you have to compare uh, Calvin Ridley to anything in the modern era of the NFL and treating abuse and sexual assault and violence like that. I mean, look what Deshaun Watson. Uh, the Texans, smartly they didn't wait. For the uh, the NFL to step in and, and hand out punishment, they said we're just not going to play you in, until all this gets cleared up. Now that it's getting cleared up, and we'll talk about that in a second, you can you can make your judgment. The NFL still may have some some you know uh, suspension for Deshaun Watson. We'll see, uh, but that's a lazy argument. I think a ye- the, going back to the crux of it, a year for Calvin Ridley for gambling, I think is appropriate. The NFL has to send a message. I'm sure there are still other guys that gamble on games. I'm sure it happens, but the NFL has to send a message. If you get caught, it's a year, and we're going to brand you as a gambler, and we're going to make it very public, and we're going to, you know, in a lot of ways derail your career. And Calvin is going to, get to re- re- live with that now for the rest of his uh, playing career. Finally, I will mention Deshaun Watson. I said it from day one with Deshaun Watson. It's, it's there's so many accusations, there's so many accusers, it's a messy story, and I, I always credited the Texans for doing, I thought, the right thing, and I still think it's the right thing. You remove the player from the situation, and you just say, until all of this gets settled in the court of law, we're not doing anything. Now, no the fact that no criminal lawsuits will be filed does not mean that Sean Watson is innocent. Which means that no criminal lawsuit, will be no criminal activity or lawsuits for Deshaun Watson. Now, he may have to settle with all of these accusers or none of these accusers in, uh, uh, you know, out of court, in, uh, you know, in in, in other lawsuits. It's not over for him. But as far as serving any sort of jail time or penalty like that, um, it appears to be over for Deshaun Watson. And I do think the move will be made on Deshaun Watson quickly. What this does is it gives the, the Texans the clear conscience and any other team a little bit more of a clear conscience to make a move for Deshaun Watson. Um, I think he fits perfectly in the NFC South. You you get him out of the AFC. You say, hey, Carolina, Tampa, New Orleans, uh, what do you want? Uh, and, uh, and and I think if you're Deshaun Watson and his agent, you look at the way the AFC has unfolded over the last year and a half that you've missed this uh Playing and you say, Get me to the NFC. Get me to the NFC and get whatever you can to get me to an NFC team. I wouldn't, I, sneaky, watch the Vikings. Watch the Vikings. If you're the Vikings, if you're the Vikings and you offer Kirk Cousins and, you know, a, like a, a first round pick and some other things, I could see the Texans doing that. Kirk Cousins fits perfectly with the Texans' leadership and their values. I'll just put it that way. Uh, thank you so much for tuning on in to On the Mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO, the KHMO app. As always, follow me on Twitter, on Instagram, at Mark Hespin. Uh, follow the show if you're listening on the radio or on the app. Follow the show, On the Mark KHMO on Facebook. Just search On the Mark, one word, KHMO, all one word, On the Mark KHMO on On Facebook, you'll find us there. Uh, Thank you to everyone who follows along on the Facebook Live. It is greatly appreciated. We love growing the audience, having fun on a Saturday morning. I feel like I could have done three hours worth of content today. That's the type of stuff we got, and it's only going to get better. We got draft stuff coming on up. Uh, We have – I still haven't talked about Kenny Pickett's small hands. (laughs) It's an issue. It's an issue. Kenny Pickett's got tiny hands. Uh, You're listening on the Market News Talk 1070 KMO the KMO app. Uh, stay tuned next week. And if we get, of course, if there's anything you want me to talk about next week on the show, hit me up on the KMO Facebook page or on Twitter at Mark Hespin. Have a great Saturday.
2: This tax.